the community. Inspire Radio. You are listening to Rhea and B Fridays, and I am so excited to introduce you guys to Kathy from Blue Knot. Kathy, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Wonderful. So all the connections are working, which is great. Um, Kathy, I've been so excited about this interview for such a long time because trauma is something that I think we need to raise more awareness about. But just to start us off today, could you tell me a little bit about yourself and Blue Knot? Yes, look, I'm a, I'm a doctor by training, uh, but over 20 years ago now, I started to have to deal with my own issues. And uh, what became apparent was that I'd experienced uh, um, sexual and emotional abuse as a child and that that had impacted me profoundly. And uh, so I went through my own process of recovery and uh, that actually made me passionate to see that other people have an opportunity to recover as well. So um, Blue Knot is an organisation that works with people who've had repeated trauma, um, often interpersonal trauma, so between people, abuse, neglect, violence, either as a child or an adult. And uh, we work to empower recovery because recovery is absolutely possible and that's a very important message. I love that because as someone that has experienced similar things myself, and I do have to put a trigger warning out there to our listeners, if you are listening and you are impacted by anything related to this interview and it is triggering you, please call Lifeline on 13, I think it's 13 11 14, and have a chat with a counsellor. They're available 24-7. These are things that I've actually experienced myself, so I've been really excited to cover this because of that. But um, can you tell me a little bit more as a a doctor um, about how that sort of trauma can impact people and what people who don't understand trauma could expect to see, um, I guess, in day-to-day uh, interactions with people who might be traumatised, um, what that could look like. Yeah, so obviously trauma is a very big topic um, and trauma can happen uh, as a single incident, so from a bushfire or flood. Um, and we hear about PTSD, people have experienced uh, an accident or uh, an assault as, as an adult. But when the, when the trauma is repeated and perpetrated by someone that a child should be able to trust and, and who should protect and nurture them, it can really affect uh, just about every aspect of that person as they, uh, as they grow and develop. Uh, so it can affect your core sense of self your ability to have relationships and maintain healthy relationships and your health, your physical health, your mental health. And what we know is that many people who have experienced trauma um, need to be acknowledged for having survived, but part of that process can be adopting strategies to cope. So, And some of those strategies can include alcohol and drugs and self-harm and overwork and, you know, many things that can actually cause negative uh, impacts, but we need to understand uh, why those coping strategies have developed and acknowledge them for their initially protective effect and then work with people to find other ways uh, forward. Um, So, you know, I suppose the answer is that, you know, trauma can have many, many impacts and uh, we can't judge people's trauma and the way it's affected them uh, because that depends on a whole lot of different factors but what we need to do as a society is is try and understand try not to judge and to be compassionate and empathic and uh and be there to hear and listen and find out what people need 
And I suppose that there are a lot of predispositions with regards to judgments that people make um, who might not have experienced certain traumas and that sort of thing. Um, In order to be more understanding and more um, compassionate towards people who are experiencing symptoms of trauma such as maybe alcoholism or... Um, you know, acting out um, due to a mental condition. Um, what can people who don't understand do to show compassion? What would that look like? Well, I suppose it's about understanding that, you know, um, human beings have a basic survival response and that's called a fight, flight and freeze response. And, uh, you know, when you're trapped uh, and in danger and can't flee and can't escape, it can mean that it sets your nervous system into a state of high alert and that can continue for a long period of time. So people who've experienced trauma can, you know, often be agitated or anxious and they can also be shut down. And they can also be readily triggered uh, by situations which are reminiscent of their trauma. And so they may appear to react for no apparent reason. Um, But what we need to understand as a society is that people do things for real reasons. We not, may not know what happened to them along life's journey, but, you know, what, what, what it means is that in the context of their trauma and their history, it makes total sense. So how do we not be punitive but seek to understand and not judge and to find out what it is to help someone feel safe? Someone who's experienced this sort of trauma often really struggles to feel safe. And because they've been so betrayed, they can really struggle to trust. So how can we be patient and walk alongside people? 100% agree with you there. Um, Now, you've mentioned that you went through your own journey of recovery and you did mention that um, obviously you're working with Blue Knot because you're really passionate about helping others um, on their recovery journey. Could you tell us a little bit about what Blue Knot can do to help people who might not know you guys exist um, to help them start to go on their journey of healing? Yes, look, I mean, what what we've done is really work to create um, awareness around this whole issue of complex trauma and, you know, what it means and what those impacts are. Uh, We uh, run a number of helplines to support people who've experiences of trauma, where we have trauma counsellors who are there to listen and hear and to find out what it is that people need to help them feel safe and you know, to to give them a little bit of understanding that, you know, what they're experiencing makes sense and is normal for their experiences and then, you know, find out pathways to for, for additional help. And another big part of what we do is, is to educate and train um, a whole lot of different personnel who interact with people along life's journey, whether it's the health professional, legal profession, or people working in alcohol and drug services uh, to educate them so that they will understand people's triggers and be what we call trauma-informed, help people to feel safe and to build trust and to give choice and to empower people uh, and to give people hope because, as I said before, the fact that recovery is possible is something that needs to be well-communicated and understood. Wonderful. And so just before we go to a break, do you have a contact number for your helpline that we can share? Yes, so it's one three hundred six five seven three eight zero, and that operates uh, nine to five, seven days a week, um, uh, daylight saving time. Wonderful. And so when we come back, um, 
would you be open to discussing the different, I guess, um, conditions that trauma can manifest in? Yeah, sure. Wonderful. Of course. Okay. We're just going to go to a song and we'll be right back. Okay, thank you. Welcome back, guys. You're listening to Ria NB Fridays, and uh, this is the Keep It Real show. So I have Kathy on the line from Blue Knot for everyone who's listening. And Kathy, before the break, we were just having a chat about um, basically where trauma can come from and what your organisation is all about. And I did note that we did want to have a chat about what trauma can look like. Um, so we were chatting about different conditions and labels and that sort of thing for trauma responses. But can you describe and explain what's most helpful when it comes to um, understanding trauma and how it manifests in people? Mm. So we spoke earlier about survival responses and how they may be evidence. And we know that many trauma survivors have been diagnosed with all sorts of mental health issues and not to say that, you know, we need to throw diagnosis out the window, but we also need to understand the, the mental distress and the biological reactions that occur as a result of trauma that hasn't been explored and understood. And uh, we know that trauma is often stored in the body. And I can talk a little bit about my own experiences when I started to deal with my trauma, but you know, I started to have um, what was called flashbacks, which, which uh, you know, my medical training really hadn't prepared me for, but, but my body, you know, w- would take over and I'd be thrown back into a situation of um, being a young child who was in fear and, you know, had various sort of body sensations and experiences. And the body doesn't uh, forget, does it? No, that's right. So, and and I think that's a very important message, and particularly for survivors to understand, because you know, despite my medical degree, um, I had no idea what was going on, and it was it was very frightening. And so, it's very important to understand that you know this is quite normal for, for trauma that you may not be able to uh, talk about your experiences, and in fact trauma affects memory, so it can often be very hard to create a narrative for your experience or to get the chronology right, but it's stored away there, and, you know, uh, things can readily trigger it, so, and and what that can do is present um, to other people as um, people being outrageous or out of control or excessively emotional, but, you know, that, that, it makes sense. Uh, in the context of their trauma. And can I ask you, I guess because you've mentioned you have, you seem quite logical and very intelligent and very self-aware. So what is it like for you personally going through these symptoms, which are more emotional than logical, um, being so self-aware and coming from such an extensive, I guess, educational background in medicine or, or whichever kind of doctorate you have, what is it like for you to experience the symptoms of trauma? Look, absolutely terrifying. And uh, as I say, I had no real explanation for what was happening from someone who'd been, you know, in control of most things. I felt completely out of control. Uh, you know, became very anxious and started to have panic attacks and became quite depressed and and then, then started experiencing flashbacks. So it's actually quite frightening. Um uh, I thought I was losing my mind. I had no idea. And so, you know, for, for other people, 
um, you know, <laughs> it's the same experience. It can be very frightening. It can be particularly frightening when other people around you are sort of making judgments about you rather than seeking to understand. You don't need to understand the details of what's happened to someone, but understand that, you know, this is how trauma can play out in someone that you're, you're around or seeking to support. And I suppose what I'd really like to highlight with yourself, Cathy, is that you have such a really good, a, a really, I guess you're very articulate, you're very smart, very intelligent, as I've said. You've gone through this and you've found it a struggle yourself, but also you've gone on your own healing journey. Um, oh. Understandably, that would have been difficult, but I guess um, what I'd like to put out there is what was that like for you and how do you what is your message to other people who might be at the start of their journey or, or afraid to reach out for help? Yes, look, I think it's very important to try and find out some information to help make sense of those experiences and whether that's, you know, from doing your own research or, or, or looking around and seeing who it is you trust, whether it's a family member, a friend or a health professional, obviously, uh, but ideally someone who's got experience working with complex trauma uh, because for a long time you feel like you're an alien um, yes. and, you know, what's happening is, yeah, no one will understand. Yes, I, I resonate and, with that a lot. Yeah, and, you know, what's quite important is to, uh, to have the relief from understanding that this actually makes sense uh, when put in survival terms. And that what I'm experiencing, you know, everyone's got different experiences, but the impact, there's a lot of commonality. And that other people have experienced that. And yes, I'm not alone, uh, because you can feel incredibly isolated and alone going through this journey. I totally resonate with that as well. Sorry, go ahead. The other thing to say is it it can be very hard to reach out because of the issues of trust, but, you know, it's really important to, to not, withdraw um, yes. and, and to you know and, and to really think about who who do I have in my circle and my network that I can actually you know share some of how I'm feeling with and just put your toe into the into the water to get some help because there is help and there is absolutely hope um, and that's you know a very critical message so you've mentioned yourself um, that blue not does provide a range of different services. We've talked about legal helplines, health, AOD services, and we've got your helpline number here. Are you okay? Well, I mean, we, sorry, sorry, just to, we don't provide those services. We provide training to a lot of those training, services. Okay. Yeah. So, so we deliver a helpline service and, and we run workshops, but we also train other professionals and other workers in how to uh, better respond to people who've experienced trauma. And you have classes for trauma survivors, is that right? We, we, we have educational workshops. Um, so what they do is actually help people to make connections between what happened to them and why they may be struggling in the present, why they may struggle to hold down a job or have a relationship or why their health is impacted. Um, and, and that can be you know, a very important part of that healing journey. And also being in a room with other survivors and, and finding out that you're not the only one. Um, you know, that can really be quite profound. It's not a place where we ask people to share their story or 
you know, go into the details of what happens to them. It's really about how people are coping in the present and how can people build their resources both internally and externally in terms of support networks to find a path to healing. Perfect. So what I'd like to do is maybe we can have a little bit of a chat when we come back from a break about those classes. I have actually um, been to one of the trauma survivor Um, I think it was a trauma survivor workshop Um, and we can have a chat so that anyone who's listening can hear about what sort of what that's sort of like and then maybe um, a little bit about um, where you started on your recovery journey just so that if someone's out there and they're wanting to start but they don't know how um, maybe we could just sort of look at what that might look like sure wonderful we'll be right back after this song okay and you are listening to Rhea and B Fridays with Keep It Real. We have Kathy on the line here. Kathy, before the break, um, we were talking about Blue Knot, what you guys are all about, and we also were chatting, starting to chat about the um, survivor workshops that you guys run. Could you please tell me a little bit about that? Yes, look, uh, survivor workshops are a place where people can come. Um, they're facilitated by two people, so that you know uh, people feel safe. It can certainly take a lot of courage to come along and to actually acknowledge that, you know, you're, you're a survivor and, and sort of, yeah, going into a space that, that's unknown. But all I can say is that it, it's very safe. Um, it's The facilitators are there to support people and also just to provide them with some information uh, to help people understand themselves and their own reactions. And to start to see that, you know, there are other ways forward uh, and to help them explore, you know, what may work for them because everyone's a unique individual. Everyone's had unique experiences and every everyone's path to healing is different. And there are lots of ways that people heal and people heal in all sorts of different combinations. But it's about understanding the possibility for recovery and, uh, as I said before, the hope that there are supports out there and that people can and absolutely do recover. Uh, And certainly for people who have children who are finding that their own trauma is impacting their parenting, there's also opportunity for their children to do much better as they start to heal as well. I have to highly agree with what you've just said there. Um, I actually attended one of the workshops, I think in 2014, and um, one of the most interesting things that I found that you guys actually speak about is how trauma can impact DNA and how that can be passed down um, to children. And I think for me, um, as a trauma survivor, this was really the start of my recovery journey. Um, But can you tell us, I I guess I found, found that really interesting, but it definitely, as a mother, I did find that my daughter had a, a really weird fear of water for, not, for seemingly no reason and I had been I had an experience as a kid that I won't go into but um, we've been able to change that since I had that workshop and um, get a lot of help and, and support in my parenting as well which has really changed our relationship but can you tell me a little bit yeah. about um, I guess the, the things you see in the workshops that you guys run um, where you start to see people having those light bulb moments, tell me a little bit about what you experience as a facilitator in that situation. Yeah, I mean, I don't facilitate them, but certainly the, for the feedback we've had is that, you know, firstly, there's such a sense of relief, you know, to start to make those connections between, you know, why people are struggling in the present. And, you know, often people, you know, have not acknowledged that what happened to them 
was abuse or was trauma. And just starting to put words to that and take away that sense of shame and self-blame that many survivors feel, um, you know, that can really be profound. And to start to understand that, you know, that life can be different, that, you know, people can live meaningful, healthy, connected lives um, and that there are are ways forward. There are services out there, there are practitioners there who can help um, and that there are people that actually understand um, and help to help people make sense of this. So when I said facilitator, I was more referring to Blue Knot. I apologise for the misunderstanding. Yeah, no, no. no. Um, but that feedback, I guess, as someone that has been through that workshop as well is definitely what I found. So um, did you attend one of these workshops yourself? No, no, I haven't. So, I mean, my process was um, really one of one of therapy. That's not everyone's process. Uh, but I... Um, when I was not coping, I, you know, had sufficient insight to, to, I to suppose, reach out and um, What I should have asked is, where did you find that your journey to recovery began for yourself? Because I just wanted to sort of highlight, if someone's out there listening in um, and they really want help but they have no idea what to do, um, I mean, we've mentioned looking at support networks, but outside of that, um, what would have been a good starting point for you that yeah, initially well, sort of... For me, it was seeking a counsellor. Yeah. You know, and 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 starting starting therapy, um, and also you know doing a lot of reading and a lot of my own research to try and make sense of it. Um, but you know, there are various forms of therapy. Some people find um, uh, meditation and yoga help, or art therapy, or you know, there's a whole range of different ways of working with the body and the mind. And I suppose that's what's really important to understand that talking therapy is very very helpful, but because trauma. Uh, also is embedded in the body. Um, it, it, it's important to find other ways of releasing that from the body as well, safe ways uh, with people who are experienced in supporting trauma survivors. I understand that totally. I personally have just recently started Muay Thai and I find that a really safe way to get my uh, feelings out about my traumas. Um, for yourself, though, is there any sort of reading or resources aside from obviously what's going to be on the Blue Knot website, which I will post onto the page, but are there any other resources, maybe books or documentaries or anything that you found that our listeners could turn to? Look, I mean, there's a lot and we actually have, you know, lists of books uh, that we recommend for survivors on the website as well. So other than you know, naming any any single book. I mean, there's, there's people like Babette Rothschild and Peter Levine and Pat Ogden and, you know, there's lots and lots of resources out there and it's about finding, you know, something that's accessible and easy to read. Um, yeah, I mean, Bessel van der Kolk, The Body Kicks Score, and, you know, so there's, there's a whole range of them. Uh, but we have a number of uh, recommendations on our website. So you've already collated that list for anyone who wants to start their journey. They just have to go to blue knot, I think, .org.au? Yep, and that's uh, uh, blue, K-N-O-T, um, one word. Perfect. Okay. So I will definitely repost that for you. And um, I just wanted to check with yourself, Kathy, because you do seem quite articulate, intelligent, and, and you've obviously gone on your journey. Um, do you have a personal page where people can follow you if they want to have any information or, or see anything you're putting out or also Blue Knot on Facebook for no, updates? No, well, it, well, 
Well, it's through Blue Knot, so we've got Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. So if you go to the Blue Knot website, you'll find all of those links and connections. Wonderful. Um, look, Kathy, I would love to thank you for coming on today. This interview has been something I've been wanting to do since um, Inspire Radio was in- incepted and I got a show on here and you've made that come true for me and I think there's a lot of people out there that are really going to be benefited from this um, interview and to hear what you've had to say. So firstly, congratulations on finding your healing journey. Thank you again for sharing that with us as well um, and motivating some change and, you know, opening up and helping me break some stigma. And thank you so much for giving me your time today. I'm really just uh, baffled by your level of intelligence, your understanding of trauma and your approach. Um, It's quite, I find it quite unusual because normally when you speak to people who are quite intelligent and intellectual and logical they can't really see this side of things but I guess experiencing that has opened you up and you can definitely you found that compassion and that understanding through your personal experience and I'm absolutely astounded and I'm in awe of you so thank you so much for coming (laughs) on today thank you for the opportunity no thank you so much and um, please um, stay in contact with us if if there's anything that I can personally do to partner with you I'm very open to it and I'm sure everyone out there that's listening would love to say a massive thank you as well and we hope you have a great weekend thanks so much All right. thanks so much you too okay bye bye for the community inspire radio